What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Uh, it's a snow day, second snow day. Um, of course, I have work to do. I will get it done. I always meet my deadlines, but it's been uh, nice to not have to be running around and, and uh, you know, just acting crazy. Uh, I can work at my own pace. And so I allowed uh, myself a little time to watch... Um, the W. Kamau Bell uh, docuseries on Bill Cosby. Uh, we need to have a conversation about Bill Cosby, I think is the name of it. Um, something like that. So anyway, as you know, if you're a longtime listener, uh, the very, very first podcast I ever made is called The Cosby Conundrum. Because... That's what it was for me and remains a conundrum. Um, Not because I didn't believe the victims or I didn't believe he could do this, but because I was a huge Cosby show fan. And many times on this podcast, I have concluded that, you know, you cannot confuse Heathcliff Huxtable with Bill Cosby and that some of these stars you know, you can't confuse them with the roles they've played that you love. They may or may not be a good person. And, you know, I grew up in the 70s. I watched tons of Fat Albert. Bill Cosby was everywhere. Uptown Saturday Night, Let's Do It Again. Those were black community staple movies uh, with him and Sidney Poitier. Um, Bill Cosby, I watched I Spy episodes. I watched the... um, the uh, original, I think, Bill Cosby show where he was a gym teacher. They used to show like a phys ed instructor. They used to show that on Channel 9 here. I, I grew up watching Bill Cosby. I grew up liking Bill Cosby. And to, um, you know, hear these charges leveled against him and really read the details. And I think, you know... It was just sort of this fringe thing at first. And then when I saw Beverly Johnson, I think on 2020, and when she described it, I was like, yeah, I believe this really happened. I don't believe these, all of these women are lying. And if you got 60 women coming forward, there's probably, you know, 200 because everybody's not going to talk. Everybody doesn't want to relive the trauma. And that is what happens. And so... There's been a lot of great things that have happened in American society. And while The Cosby Show is one of them, um, I guess alongside that, one of its greatest tragedies has to be Bill Cosby and how he sort of just Trojan horsed us into thinking he was like this really good man Um, because everything he did, he was just so innocuous and likable and even lovable. And to know that this guy would just walk up to you and hand you two pills and knock you out and have sex with you. So here's the thing. So me and my nephew would go around and around with this. And I'm like, you got to understand. This man was so famous. Women would have had sex with him. They don't care he's married. A lot of women would have had sex with him. No problem. But to drug them and take them against their will to rape them. Is something completely different and it's just unfathomable. 
And then to have, you know, the black community. Because I remember I told one of my friends about it when it first broke. I was like, yo, man, this comedian was talking about Bill Cosby, you know, raping people. And her first sentence was, oh, he shouldn't have said that. Instead of being like, oh, my God, did he really do that? She was like, oh, he shouldn't have said that because that's how we are. As a culture, black people defend other black people. And it's to our detriment because a lot of times some stuff is just indefensible. You know what I mean? It's like the loyalty of being a black person to another black person is almost to the point where it's killing us, you know, both literally and figuratively. And so as much as I love Bill Cosby on The Cosby Show and what that show meant to me, because, listen, I didn't come from the hood. Um, I know there's some narrative that all black people struggled and didn't have shit and didn't come. That wasn't my story. Uh, I didn't grow up that way. I grew up in a in a home with both my parents. They were married to each other. And, uh, you know, my mom and dad were both divorced. But, you know all of their children were legitimate. And I grew up with my mom's kids and we all lived in the house with my dad and he worked every day and came home and we had a nice house. Uh, It was a working class, middle class home. We didn't fight. We didn't cuss. I was raised to not use the N word. Uh, It was considered a bad word in my house. My dad said it, but none of the rest of us said it, and my mom would spank you like you said MF if you said the N-word. So I grew up in kind of this wholesome, m- more Cosby-like environment than, say, good times, you know? So I had never even been in a project. I didn't even know where the projects were. I went to Catholic school for grade school and high school, and I went to a private university uh, for both my bachelor's degree and my master's degree. I am, I am the Cosby show. <laughs> you know, I would have dated Theo. I didn't know a lot of thugs and I didn't want to be around a lot of the, I don't have, you know, I knew more Theo Huxtables. So that was really speaking to me because it was my experience. It was the closest thing to my life. Um, you know, and, no, my parents weren't lawyers and a doctor, but we had what we needed and more. You know, we had a good life. So while I wasn't rich, I wasn't poor. And so the Cosby Show spoke to me on a level like I had never seen on TV before. Because there was just this, there was just a chasm. You know, and now everything's so splintered and fractured. So people don't understand. Television... When I was a child, all the shows came on on this set, rigid time, and everybody was watching it at the same time. So 7 o'clock on Thursdays, uh, you watch The Cosby Show. And here's the thing. When when The Cosby Show came on, I think it came on behind something else originally because it saved the network. They put Cosby on, I want to say, behind like Family Ties or something because Whatever came on behind originally, it felt like that it was struggling. And that show, the Cosby show, saved that show and saved that network for sure. And because of Cosby, there was a thing called must-see TV, 
which then spawned Seinfeld and Friends and, uh, you know, no other black show got that treatment. But Must See TV came from the Cosby Show era. And when it was on, it was the hottest thing going. And it was the most representative of my childhood. And my and at that time I was in high school and the way I was living, I have multiracial friends. I I am not intimidated by um, uh, conversations around race. I'm comfortable in who I am. I don't enter the room like I'm the servant. Um, I never feel outfoxed or outsmarted because I'm not the richest. I mean, I might be the richest coming up here soon, but <laughs> but you know, growing up, I didn't feel like, well, I'm not the richest kid in the room, so I can't have a conversation or I can't have an opinion. That's just not how I was raised. I was more Cosby than than anything else. And so for me, it has been a conundrum. And as a woman, the thought of walking into a room as a 20-year-old and having fucking Heathcliff Huxtable hand me some pills and knock me out cold... And as a woman, you know, when you've been penetrated, you can feel it. Even if you're knocked out cold, you wake up and you're like, wait, I feel something. You feel your areas have been um, penetrated. You know what that feels like. And so it's just the thought of that violation from someone I have spent hours watching on television is is a victimization in its own way. Nothing compared to actually being drugged and raped by him, but something. You know, it's not nothing. And so, yeah, it's been a conundrum for me. And now when I watch Cosby, if I deign to watch the Cosby show, I'm always thinking, oh, did this guest star get raped again on the show? You know, it's just like this weird, you know, fucked up thing. And I guess for for people of color, we are hesitant to believe bad things about folks that made it. But the reality is, you never know anybody. There's somebody in your life right now capable of doing something horrible and atrocious. And you never knew that about that person. And may they may have already done it. The reality is, we're like little oceans walking around here. People aren't all one thing. Bill Cosby is a brilliant comedian. Bill Cosby was uh, hilarious. And able to make people feel comfortable and safe. That's one skill he had. The other skill is he exploited it by making people, uh, you know, by raping them. He used that ability to reel you in and make you feel safe to rape a lot of folks. And it's horrible. And it makes me sad because our first reaction is to protect him. Our first reaction is to not believe the victims. And I'm not saying we need to live in a world where we only believe victims, but it it is unsettling to think that people won't come forward because they don't believe anybody will believe them. That's a horrible feeling and that's a horrible society to create. You know, well, I'll just let them rape me because no one will believe me. That's horrible. And we need to change that culture and we need to change the the notion that uh, just because you want to have sex with women that you love women. You know, there are a lot of straight men out here who seem to hate women. And if it wasn't for sex, they wouldn't even talk to women. And there are a lot of women out here who have been caught in the in the crosshairs of a sexual predator like him. And I'm sure Cosby would tell you he loves women. What are you talking about? 
That's not the act of someone who loves women. That is a serial predator, apex predator and rapist, just like fucking R. Kelly. You watch that docuseries and you think, how is this dude just out here, you know? And so I could talk about this for hours because it really does trouble me. It is a conundrum less now than it was initially. But, you know, it's just a scary world that we live in. And I feel black people take comfort in thinking certain crimes only happen uh, or only perpetrated by certain races. And I have learned within the last four years that that's not true. And anything sex-related, it, 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 it all goes. You can find a case of every persuasion of male doing something sexual, including child rape, regular rape, um, all kinds of nasty, horrible assaults. Um, and I think that's a hump that we need to get over. Ugh, horrible pun not intended. I did not use need to use the word hump, but I'm not being funny. This isn't funny. I'm it's troubling to me. You watch these that that docuseries and some of the other docuseries and you think, gosh, women have come a long way, but we have so much further to go as a society to get respect and value and care. You know, and all every man I talk to wants you know, when they start describing women, I need a woman who, you know, can uh, give herself to me and care about me and support me. And it's like, we need that back, too. I need to know that I can come to you and tell you someone assaulted me sexually. And you not only believe me, but you are committed to helping me get the justice that I deserve. And every man who thinks they love a woman should be on board with that. You know what I mean? You got a mama and you got probably got a sister. You've got women in your life. We know you have a mother. If this happened to your mother, how would you react? I just feel like all the time I'm begging people to just be better humans. We are stray savages. I have seen some things that cannot be described as anything other than savagery. And it's all done under the auspices of I love you. And if I can't have you, then no one can. Because my love is, I don't know, the most superior or something. It's crazy what we're living under. And, you know, the truth just needs to keep coming out. It really does. But I'm telling you, if you woke up from a dream from 1984 and you just opened your eyes, you'd be like, O.J. Simpson was accused of murder. Bill Cosby is a rapist and was in prison for rape. I mean, you would lose your mind. You would just be like, wait, what? What are you saying? What are these words coming out of your mouth? But it's, I mean, that's where we are. That's the reality we're living in. And just to be clear, everybody should understand. It, if you're a human and you're alive, there's there's someone who looks like you that has committed a heinous crime. It is not the domain. Uh, and I know this. I've had this conversation. Were they black? Yes, motherfucker, they was black and they did horrible things. <laughs> you know, it, it kills me. Black people be like, a black person couldn't have done that. But it doesn't make you less black or any, any, you know, an embarrassment to your race if you have to accept that black people do bad things to each other. We know this to be true. 
But it's almost like if white people find out we did this horrible thing, you know, and maybe that's uh, something that goes back to slavery. I don't know. But we just need to accept and, and, and uh, if we can, embrace the fact that, yes, black people do bad things to each other. And the quicker we are to release the loyalty and try to get these people help. And yes, I recognize prison isn't always the answer, but you definitely don't want somebody to keep going back to a vulnerable community and preying upon it if you can stop them. It's a conundrum. It's the Cosby conundrum, and we all deal with it. If you're over 40, you are dealing with it. And God bless us all, because that's a tough one. It really is. Because you go back, and there there weren't a lot of examples of, of black excellence in our culture. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. And that one stings. But we're going to be all right. Because you don't have to get all your excellence off of TV. You can actually be an excellent person yourself. And you can raise your kids to that standard. And we can do that. And we should do that.